Live from the Great White North, this is the Canadian Investor, where you take control of your own portfolio and gain the confidence you need to succeed in the markets. Hosted by Braden Dennis and Simon Belanger. Well, well, well. The National Basketball Association canceled. The National Hockey League canceled. The MLS Soccer League canceled. All across the world, all these stadiums canceled. Simon, is Q1 2020 canceled? What's going on, man? Yeah, it's uh, it's been just really crazy. And today uh, we're doing this em- emergency episode because I think everything's just unraveled. Um, it seems like all this news is just coming in. We're recording this on uh, March 12th. Um, yeah, it's just been news after news of uh, things being canceled, like you said. Or should we say on pause? I think that's what the NHL just said. Sus- suspended is the word that they are using. Yeah. No. Until further notice. <laughs> Yeah, it just it feels really surreal to be honest. Like I was talking to my uh, my girlfriend this morning and like this kind of feels like a weird like nightmarish dream. Like it doesn't really feel real. I just don't really know what to compare it to. And I talked to my dad on the phone yesterday and he says, "I've seen a lot of stuff and this is uh this is something I've nothing's quite quite like this in terms of the like this level of pandemic that we're at." And kind of the public freakouts that we've seen. And at first, I think a lot of the population is like, oh, it's fine. It's just a cold. And it's just really not the case. This thing is just so, so contagious and targets complications. And I guess the uh, the world has just decided, okay, uh, until further notice, most economic activities are just suspended. Just like the just like the NHL, man. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's really unprecedented, and I mean, it's hard to really know how to react. I mean, for me, I was more concerned about my parents. Uh, my dad does have asthma, so I'm just I called him, making sure everything was okay. And it's uh, it's I mean, it's not an easy situation. We've never really seen anything like this. I think probably the last time was the Spanish flu, in 1918. That was to that extent, but obviously medicine wasn't what it was um but yeah it's we it's hard like i'm kind of at a loss for words to be honest as uh, what's going on and everything happening and i think trudeau just today was announced that he's been placed in quarantine because his wife uh, has flu-like symptoms um so she's getting tested for a coronavirus same thing for him um so it's uh no it's definitely a challenging time we're going to be talking a bit more about the the stock market, the way we're approaching it, but we understand like it's not easy, especially when you're also, you know, concerned for your health, your family members and so on. So it's a lot of things going all at once where for those of you who might remember the 2008-2009 market crash, it, at least, you know, a lot of people were in dire strait financially, but at least you could distract yourself, go see a hockey game, baseball game, things like that. And that's not the case anymore. It's definitely unique in many, many ways. But this is the Canadian investor, and Simon and I are adding to our portfolio at an unprecedented rate. I'm, I'm speaking on your behalf right now, Simon. And we're going to talk about some of the companies that we're looking at, some of the things we're thinking about. And I just want to preface it by saying this. I bought stocks yesterday, and 
I'm down like 15% as of close today. I mean, you're recording this just after close. It's four. It's just a little after four right now. And it's like, whoa, things can always get worse. And I think that's the main takeaway is that things can always get worse. But if I was able to time some market, well, you know, I, I, I better quit my day job because I'm some absolute genius and I can make tons of money in financial markets. It's not that easy, guys. It's really not that easy. You just got to buy high quality companies for the long term. I looked at SPY, the main ETF in the US, and it's trading at December 2019, uh, of sorry, December 2018 levels when there was that big kind of sell off at the end there. That's just SPY. I mean, it's, it falls really fast, but you really got to take that mindset of thinking, okay, stocks had an incredible run-up over 2019 and the beginning of 2020. Now we're entering this global pandemic. Economies are just stunted right now. I've been talking about supply chains just going to be completely shredded for, you know, most of 2020. So, I mean, there's a reason for that the stocks are falling and have the awareness, self-awareness of how you're going to react and the ability to recognize that it could get a lot worse before it gets better, but that's just out of your control. What are you doing in your portfolio right now, Simon? Uh, yeah, so I, I'm like you. I definitely added to my portfolio. Uh, definitely, like I think this reinforces um, what we've been saying all along to buy good companies, but also a dollar cost average because... I can't pinpoint when the bottom's going to be. Braden can't pinpoint. Uh, you guys can watch CNBC all you want. The talking heads on CNBC, they might get lucky once in a while and pinpoint when the bottom will hit. But the reality is we really don't know. So for me, um, you know, it's a good reality check. I know a lot of people, you know, before this happened, especially when you're in a bull market, you're like, oh, you know, no problem. If there's a big downturn, 10, 20, 30, 40%, uh, no problem, I'll hold on, I'll keep buying. Um, But just make sure to keep track how you react. Um, And if you're having a hard time, then it might be time to reevaluate your strategy. Maybe just focus on dollar cost averaging all the time in uh, index funds and never looking at it, really. Uh, that might be the best for you. If you're like us and you just see this as being a, even more an opportunity, then um, that's, you know, you're getting great discounts on great businesses. But for me, the main thing is I want to buy really the top companies. Um, that have solid balance sheets that I know will go through this. There might be some short, medium term swings, uh, but that's really what I'm focusing on. So recently I bought, uh, today I bought Microsoft. I bought MasterCard as well a couple of days ago, which like Braden, I'm already down on about 10, 15%. I've also been uh, dollar cost averaging in ETFs, some smaller amounts because uh, there's no trading uh, fees when you buy them with the Quest Trade. So a few ETFs I've been buying. So uh, the Franklin Temple um, India ETF, I believe it's FLLA, um, the um, Franklin Latin America ETF, 
um, sorry, I think this one is F-L-L-A, the other one is F-L-I-N, but regardless, I'll put it in the, uh, the description for you guys in terms of the tickers. And uh, the other one I've been uh, investing in terms of dollar cost average is uh, small cap ETF uh, information technology, the PSCT Invesco. Um, I'll put the uh, ticker in the description as well. All very good ideas. Microsoft, what an incredible business they have become shifting all of their revenue to like the cloud subscription revenue. They've really pivoted that business since, you know, in the last five years. I was looking at it last night, actually, and I was just, I was just shocked. I was like, Microsoft has really changed their business model, not in the products per se, but the actual business model over the last, you know, decade has changed tremendously pivoted in a positive way to the SaaS model that, you know, investors can't really get enough of. And for good reason. I mean, subscription revenue on sticky, sticky enterprise software, that's just like such a good business. Like Adobe fits in that category. Not not so much enterprise. It's a lot of B2C as well with Adobe, but um, Microsoft also B2C. But we're talking about companies that are just really, really powerful and what I took away from just listening to you is I'm thinking, what are you learning from this? Like, as an investor, what's your takeaways? Because these are the things that are going to be really important in these pivotal moments in your investing career, is what are you really learning about yourself as an investor? And what are you really learning about how your style is working? And for me, I'm thinking... I'm reinforcing quality, quality, quality. Because if this happens and you're looking at some positions, you're like, yeah, like they're o- the business model's okay. I don't see real competitive advantage in any stretch. There's lots of competition. They could get knocked out in any way. How are you going to react to those holdings? You're like, ah, I may as well just ditch these ones, right? So Having really high quality businesses like you're talking about, Microsoft, I don't think anyone's worried about Microsoft going bankrupt because of COVID-19. More people are going to be using these enterprise software communication systems more and more. I think a company that uh, I'm giving a freebie out here with my Stratosphere Premium subscribers, Edge House Systems, a company that I talk about all the time, it's communication software. It's a company that's going to do well no matter what. Um, in terms of what's happening with COVID here. So going a roundabout way of saying, what are you learning about yourself? This is a big self-awareness thing for me. How you react and how you think about your portfolio. And for me personally, it is quality, quality, quality. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more uh, with that. So definitely stick with quality. Um, one thing, and you can mark my words in terms of what's going to happen, is you'll find businesses that might have good products, but uh, they don't have a good balance sheet, for example, um, and they can't really weather this type of storm. So what's going to happen with these companies is you'll see really solid companies coming in and buying them on pennies pennies on the dollar because they just have no choice. Um, so those are companies that you want. Want to avoid so definitely make sure you check those balance sheets uh, make sure there is not too much debt that's really important uh, and we keep you know it's talking about it all the time payout ratios when you look at dividend companies it's so important because you want that 
cushion that margin of safety in terms of the payout. So if the cash flow is uh, going down a bit on the short term, uh, the company can still pay that dividend and uh, still thrive. Maybe, you know, maybe they reduce it a little bit, but they can still go ahead and continue. So that's really important, focusing on really good quality. You want companies that have moats. Uh, we've talked about them in the past. Um, some other companies that I have my eye on is Canadian National Rail, which I actually added to uh, recently as well. Um, another one that we've never talked on the show is Markel, the uh, insurance company, but it's like a baby Berkshire Hathaway. So it's um, it's a company that has its main business is uh, insurance, but they also invest like Berkshire does. So that's another one I have on my radar, but can't stress it enough quality. You'll sleep well at night with those goes with those good businesses. If you don't want to pick specific companies, Braden has mentioned a lot of good uh, index funds in the past, uh, some low cost index funds that you can just dollar cost average and really get that, that cost down. And when you look back, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now, this correction or bear market will just look like a little blip on the radar. Very good point. Anytime these things happen, just head over to the S&P 500 or the TSX 60s performance over, you know, a long period, like back to the 80s. And you'll see that you need to be aware of downturns in markets. It happens all the time. There's a ton of years that have large corrections and then still finish up in a big way. I don't know if that's going to happen here, but uh, who's to say, right? If you look at the early 2000s, stocks sucked, basically sucked. If you bought, speaking of Microsoft, if you bought Microsoft at the height of the tech boom, uh, like the dot-com bubble in the early 2000s, and you bought it at the peak, you didn't make a positive return until October of 2016. Which is really, really powerful. That's one, that's one thing I always think about. And it's, it's, it's on brand here. We're talking about Microsoft. The height of the dot com bubble to October 2016 didn't make a positive return. And now you're looking at it and you're like, wow, what a, what a incredible investment that was. So it's, it's very, it's very strange, you know, how these things, you know, take a long time to realize. So you got to look at your goal. What is your investment goal? If you need to retire and need this cash, well, you shouldn't be in 100% stocks anyways. You know, I absolutely hate bonds. Uh, bond, yields, bond yields are absolute garbage. But you look at what's happening right now and you're like, well, yeah, you need that safety if you're going to be needing that cash to live on. Uh, this is your life, right? So think about the goals. Like you got to be goals oriented in your portfolio. It says that is super key. So Simon, what do you think is going to be, you know, the status going forward on this? Because it's impossible for us to really understand what's going to happen. We're not epidemiologists, but you're seeing how the, you know, the kind of turnaround that China had of being completely stunted and then, and then coming back to normal. Do you see this being like, we are just closing up shop for the year, months, Absolutely an impossible prediction on your behalf, but I just want to pick your brain. I mean, 
flip a coin. That's uh, basically what uh, you should do. Uh, who knows? It'll all depend on the uh, government reaction here um, in Canada, in the U.S., in Europe. Um, the Chinese government, while they were slow to react initially, but then they really ramped things up. South Korea used a bit of a different approach, but they really ramped things up on that. Uh, we see what's happening in Italy, so they were a bit slow for uh, to the party, and now they're doing basically a countrywide quarantine. Simon, talk about uh, talk it, about Korea's uh, South Korea's drive-through system. I think this is genius. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys can look that up online. So what they do is there's actually drive through So people are um, going to the testing station and they'll just be tested. They'll be swabbed and then uh, they'll be tested to see if they're positive for the coronavirus or not. So they do actually like mass testing. I don't have all the details. You guys can look it up. I've seen uh, videos of it. So that's another approach um, that's been using. Feel free to, you know, read up on, on that. But what I'm saying here, though, it's really hard to say the short, medium term what's going to happen. But I'm fairly confident in saying that long term, like I said, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, the good businesses will actually carry on. And I wanted to add something for those who might be a bit nervous right now. Um, you guys can look this up. So it's an article that was written by Warren Buffett in October on October 16, 2008. So you, I'm sure uh, Braden has heard this one, Buy American I Am. So Warren Buffett wrote that basically saying that he was buying American stock in the middle of the financial crisis. And what's interesting is if you look at the date, October 16, 2008, that's actually about six months before the actual bottom of the S&P 500. So even Warren Buffett, as good and as smart as he is, um, you can tell right there that he was in his own way, dollar cost averaging, and he saw opportunities to buy, even though that the bottom didn't hit for another six months. Uh, looking back now, we can see that, wow, he was actually really smart to be buying at that time. And just keep that in mind that, you know, don't try to pinpoint the bottom, just keep investing. And in the long run, it's going to turn out well, at least compared to like historical norms. So um, that's definitely my main message to everyone listening. Simon, my dude, that was a great answer. I put you on a impossible question to answer, but I just wanted to do that because you recognizing that you don't know is what's key. And that is a really good example here with the Warren Buffett thing. Six months before yeah, the actual bottom. He's buying U.S. stocks and he's just telling everyone that this is what he's doing. How in the world is Warren Buffett supposed to be able to time a fin the financial crisis bottom? You can't. So what can you do? You can buy good quality companies. This is something I, I really remembered that I wanted to talk about. So with what's happening in energy, Canadian oil and gas, these companies... My hot take is I wrote on LinkedIn that they need to start acting like private co's, do not care about what analysts say, and slash those dividends. This is my hot take of the day. Oil and gas needs to seriously swallow their pride and slash those dividends. The payout ratios are completely unsustainable at the price of oil well south, well south of $40 a barrel. It's going to be rocky for them for you know a, a variety of reasons. 
beyond just the coronavirus with, with what's happening with, with Russia and Saudi Arabia, creating a whole bunch of supply in the market. These companies, I mean, I just, I wish I could get in front of a boardroom and go, you, you children, you know, get it together, cut those dividends. I mean, I'm not a CFO and I, and I know that the kind of, uh, backlash that they'll get from the stock market who cares everything is getting absolutely pummeled right now this is the time for them to seriously get their payout ratios intact for the long term yeah definitely and i mean that's kind of why we stay a little bit away from those uh, energy companies like a spe- specifically oil um i totally agree with that if i were to just I mean, I think I would stay away from pretty much all of them, except uh, maybe some of the pipelines because they have a bit more guaranteed cash flow and long-term contracts. Um, But uh, the only one I would consider is Suncor Energy, mainly because they're a producer, but also they refine and they also um, have gas stations, obviously, through um, uh, Petro-Canada. And I think they have a few other brands under their umbrella. But what's great for them is if the uh, oil prices go down, down the uh, input cost for the refineries actually goes down so their profit margin increases there so it compensates for the the lower margins on the production side Um, so that's probably the only company i would consider Um, it'll be interesting in the following quarters exactly what their um their financials look like but i think they should be able to to weather the storm and what's probably going to happen is you'll see solid companies in the oil sector like suncor energy that will buy really good assets from distressed companies because they were poorly managed and just like Braden said they might have refused to cut their dividend and at some point they won't have a choice it's either going to be bankruptcy or being bought out for uh, pennies on the dollar by a company like suncor absolutely those cfos man cut the pride slash the dividend man just do it okay so let's look at an example i'm just i just i just thought of this one interpipeline in the last five days is down 50 percent and the dividend yield is 18 percent right now i i I think exxon mobile is in a similar category and a lot of u.s investors are going well i gotta lock in this like 20 percent dividend yield it's like just cut it you know, seriously, you guys, you guys gotta, you gotta get it together here. Um, that is my hot take of the day. Uh, Simon, do you have any last thoughts on what is happening right now? This is just fun to talk about, in my opinion, because this fires me up in a way that you know everyone panics. I'm just like, man, I gotta, I'll start, you know, mowing lawns if I have to, if I can get a couple extra bucks in my pocket, that would be sweet. Yeah, I mean, I think we went over everything. If I can give one last tip to people, if they want um, a really good book to help them get through this, it's available on audiobook and also on a regular book. So I find Mastering the Market Cycle by Howard Marks really good to be listening to right now. It'll put things in perspective for you. Um, He's really, he's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to investing and these swings and uh, these cycle you'll kind of understand them a little bit better and put things into context a bit more that's probably my last tip for people i've actually never read that book but uh if i can get it on audio while i work remotely for the next little while that'll be uh that'll be good all right guys Thank you, everyone, who's been giving the positive feedback so far. Uh, the response has been 
actually quite quite amazing to see. Uh, appreciate the emails. Applies on my Instagram DM. The Instagram is Stratosphere Investing. Uh, we should make one for the Canadian investor. I, I just know that we wouldn't post enough. Um, <laughs> and I uh, know I really appreciate it, guys. As always, getstockmarket.com. I a- updated it yesterday because you know prices have come down so much. All those companies have, have updated the valuations on, and, and everything. So seriously, check them out. A lot of good companies right now trading for some serious discounts. That's it, guys. We will see you next week. That does it for this emergency episode. The Canadian investor is not to be taken as investment advice. Braden or Simon may own securities mentioned on this podcast. Always make sure to do your own research and due diligence before making investment decisions. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Canadian Investor. To get a list of the top Canadian dividend stocks right now and other valuable investing resources, go to GetStockMarket.com.